previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Literally every time there was a scene change, I'm like, oh, this is where it's happening. <laughs> this is where the awful hate crime is going to happen. Yep. Mike was like, you need to calm down. So I picked Pennsylvania because Philadelphia is near and dear to my heart. And you might remember from last episode that I was so excited to finally be done moving and be hunkered down. A lot of really great awful accents here. Charity, charity, charity. December 21st. They mentioned the birth of a nation, which is responsible for inspiring a new rebirth from the KKK. I am like a week or 10 days behind in my journal that you gave me, and now I'm fucking stressed. I would recommend starting from today and working backwards. Second wave feminism was in the 60s and 70s when uh, we had like the glorious items and everyone was cutting their hair and burning their bras saying like, you can't force me to be a certain way. Dream big, bitch. Become <laughs> slut. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. I'm feeling bossy today, and that is just the way it's going to go. Get on board or... We're going to have to record later. I thought you were going to say get on board or get out. I'm like, I'm not there. Um, <laughs> get on board or no record. Throw that on a t-shirt, baby. Get on board or no record. <laughs> yeah, that's the slogan that makes- we need right now. <laughs> Doesn't make sense to anyone else, but hey, I'll wear it. Speaking of things for you to wear, I just bought you a uh, crop top that's going to apply perfectly to this new bossy attitude of yours. It is mm-hmm. a mesh crop top that says this boy is a bottom and it's got little pills and hearts on it. <laughs> Why pills? <laughs> I don't know, like party drugs? Fiber or drugs? (laughs) (laughs) It's Truvada, Pure for Men, and X. (laughs) (laughs) This boy is a bottom. This boy is a bottom. Um, Yeah, we know, and I'm glad we have that on record. You singing it. (laughs) Actually, we don't know. You're a mystery man. Hi, Cam. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't know. Nothing is like great, but I'm like good. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 not allowed to be great right now. Um, This is my best friend's journal. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you again for welcoming me to the show. (laughs) You never used to feel like I was welcoming you until we started doing this remotely. Yeah. I don't know. You're like looking at me and saying it. And I'm like, thank you for welcoming me to your Mm -hmm. home. Like that. Oh, remember that? Uh-huh. Welcome. Welcome to my <laughs> home. Yes. Sorry I'm late. I gave myself a camel toe and not the Dorothy Hamill kind. You know, the one right down in my snackaterium in my shaggy DA. God, I could use some trouser gravy right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's for, like, I don't know, viral video 1.0, back before everyone had a YouTube channel, and it was all just like crazy, weird, old vintage shit that was hilarious. All that nonsense said, I am feeling... I'm like, good. There's a couple things to celebrate this week, and um, it is not often we can say that. Are you feeling proud? Should I ever be proud of, of this? <laughs> uh, that's a question that we're going to have to <laughs> examine for a long time to come. Um, however, we are realizing that this is the last 
episode coming out in June, and we have not even mentioned the fact that it's Pride Month. It's almost like there's other things going on in the world. What? What's happening? <laughs> so happy Pride. <laughs> yeah, happy Pride to you. It's not all happy, but it is. Uh, it, you know, we posted on our Instagram today that uh, the first Pride was a riot, and we talked about it in previous episode, but it's just not about the Pride parades and floats and parties, and it is so... There's so much intersection between Pride Month and the Black Lives Matter movement right now, and people are marching in the streets, and that feels related. Yeah, it's a good highlight of intersectionality. In honor of Pride, let's get straight into Gayest Moment of the Week, shall we? Uh, I have to ask you to rephrase that, maybe. I don't want to get straight into my gayest Uh, moment, you know? Let's get gaily forward into our gayest moment of the week. That's more appropriate. Thank you. (laughs) Gay, 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 gay. You instigated this, my my gay gay friend. What's your gayest moment? Talk about intersectionality. Um, I went up to L.A. this last weekend, and I went to my very first ever protest march. And let me just tell you, it was a big one to start out with. It was the biggest march uh, in the uh, biggest march so far in L.A. I think it was the biggest march. It had the most people. My every time I try, Trump, it's always Bernie Sanders. <laughs> It's always Bernie you know Sanders. Good. You can't do it. And honestly, yeah, yeah. my heart won't allow it. I like go for Trump and just out of my soul comes Bernie. <laughs> um, so I went up to LA this past weekend to march in the all live or sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Nope. Side note. Did I tell you that that happened at the march I went to? No. A white woman was chanting. What do we want? Justice. When do we want it now? All lives. Oh, well, black, black, black lives matter. <laughs> oh, oh, face no. crack. Oh, no, no, no. Face crack is right. Yeah, she's going to have a, a very hard time forgiving herself. <laughs> but anyway, I think you were saying all black lives matter. Honestly, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, is that okay? The organization is called All Black Lives Matter. And the reason it is called that is because um, there have been multiple trans people of color who have lost their lives recently. And by lost their lives, I do mean have been murdered. And there's been far less media coverage about their deaths than other um, black people who we've been marching about. And so this organization was uh, born out of a conversation among black queer leaders in LA. So one of the one, one part of the statement they made when they organized this March was that you, you can't say black lives matter until all black lives matter, meaning we need to broaden the conversation to include these black trans lives. And so um, there was originally going to be what they were calling a solidarity march uh, with um, the L.A. Pride organization, Christopher Street West. However, they went and got permits and included the police. And all of a sudden, everyone that was going to protest were like, wait a second, you're including the LAPD like this is a regular pride parade. That is not the point of what we're marching for. We are literally marching a- against the this organization that you have invited to the table. So Christopher Street West backed out. This new organization, All Black Lives Matter, stepped up. They organized this huge, huge, huge protest march, and it went from Hollywood into West Hollywood. It was insane. I had a really powerful experience. I was very much overwhelmed the whole time. Um, it was it was a lot to take in. It was a beautiful thing. It was a peaceful protest. Um, there were people performing and dancing in the streets. There were people screaming and chanting, and there were 
so many different it was the most diverse crowd i've ever been a part of hands down it was it was an insane and beautiful 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 to be a part of that's amazing that sounds so joyful yes yes there was definitely a lot of joy to be had there were definitely some white queers who were trying to turn it into a pride parade which was very upsetting and hard to watch like gay white boy put your shirt on get off that car stop dancing to music like that's not the point of this right now sorry i know i couldn't help myself the music was playing i had to take my shirt off <laughs> There were, I mean, I don't fucking care if you wear a shirt or not, but it's like when you are dancing in rainbow booty shorts on top oh, of a yeah. car, like it's a pride float, that doesn't feel right. Um, They're just missing the point. It's just, it just feels, yeah, tone deaf is the word. A hundred percent tone deaf. Um, so yeah, it was, it, I only bring up the fact that I was like anxious and overwhelmed because it, like it is a strange time to be marching in a group of 25,000 people when we've been in strict quarantine for three months now and then all of a sudden I was in the biggest crowd walking down the street I've ever been in my entire life it was incredibly anxiety producing I my body and mind did not know how to respond to all that stimulus all that stimuli I should say um so I feel like when it comes time for the world to start going back to normal and regarding Mm COVID-19 when crowds are allowed to happen again and things I need to be specific about how I reintroduce myself to those things because I mean I felt like I was maybe on the verge of a panic attack and I've never had a panic attack oh that's that that's scary I don't yeah big crowds are a lot to take in at any time especially when there's so much going on in the world and I commend you for for being a part of it anyway that's important to be supportive yeah and i just you know i wanted to lend my voice and my my body to that crowd to a movement that i i care a lot about and um that is top of mind every day these days um so that was my gayest moment of the week uh tell me what yours was um mine was probably my inappropriate response to some really great news that (laughs) the supreme court's six to three decision to no longer allow uh workplace discrimination for lgbtq plus individuals um obviously this is very exciting news especially from a conservative court (laughs) um i just you know a appointee wrote the uh opinion and it just didn't sit right. I am immediately distrustful in the way that you, uh, when we were watching a movie, whenever we're watching a movie with gay people, you're like, here's the scene. Here's where he gets beat up. Here's where he gets whatever. <laughs> I have the same distrust for anyone that is associated with um, 45 and uh, the hateful Republican agenda. <laughs> uh, yeah. I So I was there for this this reaction because you, you texted me and you're like, Oh, great. They, <laughs> they, they ruled right, but this is probably just a diversion tactic. I was like, no, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull you back from the break here or try and be like this. We can take a win. <laughs> I know. I'm not used to it. I don't know what to I do know. with it. <laughs> I know. Uh, you and I have talked a lot about this, but it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Gorsuch, who wrote the opinion, is a um, he is a, I think they call him a literalist when it comes to the constitution and the law. And that can work both for us and against us when it comes to the Supreme court. Um, because he is not there to litigate from the bench. He is trying to be a real literalist about what the law like actually says, which worked in our favor for this time worked in our favor. Anyway, let's go back to your gayest moment. There was some gay joy to be had. Thank you very much. Yes. I So after you talked me off the ledge, I was like, okay, I guess I can embrace some gay joy. So I will. So <laughs> I celebrated. I. <laughs> Those are my favorite texts to get, by the way. Uh, I get what you're saying. And uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm going to allow myself a little joy about this. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I will say I'm not, I'm not fully 
backing away from me apprehen- from me apprehension. I'm not fully <laughs> tarty tarty tar. Oh, we're back. Um, <laughs> I'm not fully backing away from being apprehensive because I do realize that because of Gorsuch being a, a literalist, if that's what we're calling him, he's left a lot of room for exemptions to be made based on religion. So there are going to be more fights to be had about this, even though it is a, a ruling in our favor. So I'm just like, this is good for now, but don't. Well, so uh, I, but, I can't close my eyes. But these are two different things. I'm not asking you to close your eyes. I'm asking you to celebrate this ruling, but still look at him as a conservative appointed judge who will probably be the bane of our existence when it comes to a major ruling at some point. We can have both. We can have this ruling and and celebrate the win and also be distrustful of him. And that's that's all I'm saying. And that's what I'm learning. So thank oh. you. That was my gayest moment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, more good news that I would like to celebrate is, uh, tried to end DACA and that has been shut down by the Supreme Court as well. It's just really, really thrilling to get any, what seems like rational, reasonable news, uh, uh-huh. uh, in this time period. Yeah. Yeah. The, the cases that the Supreme Court chose to hear this time around really like lent themselves towards some like joy, uh, some, some like small victories, uh, incomplete, but small victories that, uh, feel really, really like a, just a little ray of hope when we needed one. So I appreciate that about them. Absolutely. It, it always cracks me up that like the DACA ruling came down yesterday. We're recording this on the 18th. This will come out next week. I always wonder like, do listeners just roll their eyes? Are they like happy to be reminded of last week's news? Like I, I wonder if they are are annoyed about the fact that we're never super topical because we record in the time machine. I don't I don't actually really care because we do what we want, but I'm just curious. Probably a mixed bag because I feel I feel that way sometimes when I'm listening to my podcast. The news cycle moves so quickly. So by the time I get to, you know, my Savage Love cast and Dan's recorded his intro from before major things happened, sometimes I'm like I can't wait to hear what he has to say on this, even though it's old news. And sometimes I'm like, Dan, the news cycle has continued its sloppy stumble forward into oblivion. (laughs) Uh, Beautifully put. Just really nice. Thank you so much. I love the word sloppy. (laughs) Anyway, the point is, who cares? We're talking about what we want to talk about. And um, this is not a news podcast. Um, Speaking of news on our not news podcast, there have been some headlines that um, we haven't made time to talk about yet. And I... Feel like I have to bring up because we've talked. You have a, a Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> because I have a Harry Potter tattoo. Because <laughs> we've talked a lot on this podcast about how I am such a fan of Harry Potter. Um, at one Me point, too. Even though you're the super fan, but I am also a huge fan. Yeah, and so many people of our generation are. So many young, open-minded people are because those books are bastions of, of forward thinking. Um, and they really helped me become the person I am today. I'm not even being facetious when I say that. I took a lot of solace in those stories when I was a kid. Um, Still do. However, um, J.K. Rowling has recently revealed herself. Not even that recently. She's just recently doubled down on the fact that she refuses to stand on the right side of history when it comes to inclusionary feminism. She refuses to recognize trans women as women. um, And she chose a really hurtful strange time to double down on that with some tweets in the past couple weeks uh right in the thick of everything with black lives matter as a global movement right in the thick of pride month it was very bizarre Um, it's offensive she's got so much power so much platform and this is what she's choosing to stand by it's atrocious yeah she has been labeled and has not disputed the fact that she is a turf t-e-r-f which stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist Mm -hmm. um and what that pretty much means is that she is a radical feminist 
who thinks that trans women don't have any place in her movement because they don't menstruate, because they weren't born, as she would say, as women, and didn't have the same experience in womanhood that she has had. It is so narrow-minded and ridiculous, and coming from a person who is a master at rhetoric, you know she means it because she is artful and specific with her words yeah she, so she's I, a master of the language she's not misspeaking after you know the the tweet storm she released that essay trying to explain her point and i was like all right i'm gonna read this because i know her to be an intelligent human i know her really well we're like we were close for a while but this is really separating <laughs> us i know she is an intelligent human so i was like i want to see i want to fully understand this please 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 let me have misunderstood you. I read the essay. I did not misunderstand. She just kept doubling down. It is so frustrating. And I am disappointed and upset and a little surprised, but like, I guess I really shouldn't be. Yeah. The, um, the closest parallel in my mind is, um, Peter and I recently watched Mrs. America on Hulu. Have you watched that? I've seen like the first three episodes. Okay. So it's the story of the proposed equal rights amendment um, and uh, second wave feminism back in the 60s and 70s. Um, And uh, Phyllis Schlafly is played by Kate Blanchett. She is a conservative uh, powerhouse woman who uh, led the movement to, to... make sure the equal rights amendment was never ratified. It also tells the story of Gloria Steinem um, and Betty Friedan. And Betty Friedan was um, an older woman when all this was happening in the 60s and 70s. And she was kind of the old guard of feminism where Gloria Steinem was the uh, kind of embraced as the new guard. And Betty Friedan did so much for the movement. However, she was so backwards because a really for a really long time, she refused to include lesbians in the feminist movement. She just was not interested in lesbians. She thought they hurt their movement. She thought any sort of gay rights platform was the wrong platform for the party. And most modern feminists in the 60s were like, this is this is insane that you ha- that you are refusing to be modern in your thinking and 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 actually make the most difference that you possibly can make. And J.K. Rowling is a fucking Betty Friedan, and it's so obnoxious. It, it's not even obnoxious. That's that's too light of a term. It is really disappointing. It's heartbreaking. It's stupid. She's being stupid. I don't understand. Yeah, she is. Sorry. <laughs> no, she is. She is being. She's being stupid and backwards, and it is really awful as someone who has held her as a hero for a long time um i will say those stories continue to be incredibly meaningful to me um the stories were transformative to me as a kid i own the books i own the audiobooks i'll continue to listen to those stories and read those stories because they are they are part of who i am they're part of the fabric that makes me up and i think that that's okay i i know that like we hear a lot about cancel culture these days and i've i've heard a lot of people talking about like well these stories are now ruined for me that's not how i feel um i think that there's room for um some like I, I think there's room to still hold those stories dear and to be very disappointed by the creator of them uh and that's that's where i'm at right now yeah daniel radcliffe echoed that um in his statement um, oh yeah and the actors from the movies have been great emma watson <laughs> daniel radcliffe they've had beautiful statements uh, th- very inclusive like we don't stand with these words. Those are her words, not ours. Yes. A ton of people from the Harry Potter universe. Uh, basically they're all condemning Joe as the caller, which is so fun to like uh-huh. personalize it. And be like, Hey Joe, fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Daniel Radcliffe basically echoed what you just said that like the stories remain as important to you as, as they are to you. And nobody can take that away from you. Like that is your, that is your magic to hold. And JK Rowling can't negate that. Yeah. The fact that she chose to die on this hill 
the fact that she chose to take a stand in this way is such a specific rich white lady close-minded box to to put herself in when she is like oh the world's mm-hmm. burning right now everything is wrong let me go ahead and put out something completely divisive that i know is going to hurt a lot of people who hold my stories really dear she is hijacking the narrative to be about her as a cis white woman and it is just inappropriate and there's so many trans people who are huge fans of these books um speaking out now but because these books are about inclusivity at their very core they are they made trans kids feel okay for being different because this this is the story of a boy who grew up in a world where he was so different and finally found his place that is so it's such a powerful story to young queer kids and then for her to be like by the way I'm a champion of so many other good causes, but this one, this one that is the most important cause to you, dear fans, I'm going to go ahead and take a giant steaming dump on it. (laughs) That is so hurtful. Yeah, it is frustrating, but I think you're, you know, all you can do is what you said is hold on to what's important to you and keep fighting for trans people. Like we, obviously all listeners to this podcast know that your gender has nothing to do with your biology and the fact that someone we have held so dear can't understand that is just very upsetting. (sighs) Oh. Gender as a construct. Fuck off, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> uh, okay, enough about that woman. Um, before we get into the journal, are you watching anything good these days? It's been a while since we swapped content recommendations. It has not, however, been a while since we swapped fluids. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Don't. No. No. Not J.K. Fuck her. Um. Oh my God! I need. <laughs> Need a new acronym for just just kidding. JJ, just joking. I do have some content recommendation. Uh, Black Klansman, if you haven't seen yet, is a must. It's leaving HBO, I think, this month. So oh, get on that. I haven't seen it. Um, really good. It's about a black cop who goes undercover with the KKK. And it's based on a true story. Um, and it's just really well told and super entertaining. Spike Lee, right? Spike Lee, yep. It um, has that movie we talked about. Two episodes ago, um, Birth of a Nation. It has oh, quotes yeah. from that. Oh, and no like shit. echoes, yes. Oh, God. Horrifying, but Birth of a Nation, you know, features Klansmen. And so to talk about Klansmen in this way, they um, they, they show clips from it and, and use it intelligently. It's just it's super well done. Um, also, I rarely get into new music nowadays, but a new album just dropped from uh, Chloe and Halle, Ungodly Hour. And I haven't been so thrilled by an album in a minute. It is just good. These ladies can sing and they sing so well together. Their harmonies are amazing, which is so fun when you get sisters doing something. Um, Solange, Beyonce, take a note. Oh, it's <laughs> hard to be Solange next to Beyonce. <laughs> it would be tough, but like a Noel sister album would be would like break the internet. It's so funny that you said that because I literally listened to that album or I, I pushed play on that album for the first time this very morning in the oh, shower. Wow. We didn't talk about I it. D- no, we didn't talk about it. I downloaded it like last week because Beyonce posted about this album. Um, and I so I saw it on her feed and I was like, sure, if it's a recommendation, I'm absolutely going to take it. So I downloaded the album, forgot about it. And then I went to go push play in my Apple Music while I was taking a shower. I was like, oh, I haven't listened to that yet. So started listening to it and was absolutely enjoying it. So I can't wait to listen to the rest. V good. Uh, you have any content to share with the world? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I just started Insecure on HBO, um, which is like kind of, I think, maybe the most stereotypical white response to what's going on in the world right now is like... Uh, <laughs> I have seen a bunch of those memes that are like, oh, you watch Insecure now? Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> love Issa Rae. Uh, and so I started watching it and was immediately in. It's fabulous. Um, I also love shows that are based in LA as an Angelino. I think that is... Um, Huh. like uh location for me is really important for shows i don't know if that's a weird thing or not no i like that's a lot of the reason i like broad city it's based in new york it's also so prescient because it tells a different story of la than the la that i've seen like the the north and east sides of la as opposed to the south side like where it's based in inglewood and a lot of the talk in the season that i'm watching right now is about gentrification of inglewood um i'm just eating it up so um blazing through i think there's four seasons and i am almost done with season two already and i just started like three days ago i have heard endlessly how good that show is including from you over the last week and i am so behind on getting into it so i'm excited to have a new show to binge join me and all the other white people in discovering this beautiful show that's been on the air for years (laughs) uh should we get into the journal (laughs) i think we should note that before we actually open the journal into 2015 uh we got distracted and spent (laughs) we just spent the last hour um talking about other things that were more exciting to us so we might as well just tell you what those things are right now sure fucking did um well first of all it was road trip planning where are we going mike Uh, We're going to go across the country to Philadelphia. Why are we going there, Mike? Because I'm moving there. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really pretty rude because I was supposed to move first and I can't. So I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I'm doing it. I was like, this is probably a good way to offend Cam. Uh, Uh So I followed through. Probably rub salt in the wound of his stalled move. (laughs) After, you know. A lot of events happened that changed the course of the world. (laughs) It had me, like many, I'm sure, reflecting on what it is I want. And for a lot of reasons that are important to me, I want to be back on the East Coast. So I'm really, really thrilled to do that. Even more exciting news, we already said, we're road tripping together. Cam's going to come with me. We're going to have a beautiful time. Perhaps we'll make some little MBFJ treats along the way. And then when we get there, the greatest gift is Cam is going to use his ridiculous talent to design my apartment and so we spent the last hour talking about those designs yep you get two gays talking about interior design and an hour can pass in the blink of an eye um i am actually spending my summer in uh, iowa to go back to be near family while we wait for our move to australia which keeps getting kicked down the road um as borders continue to not open thank you very much anyway I'm not bitter. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. Um, so it just, yeah, it's a bummer. That's all. Hilariously, uh, beginning of July, Peter and I are driving to Des Moines. Then middle of July, I'm flying back to California to get back in a car and drive a different route across the country all the way to the East Coast. So as things stand right now, I'm talking 16 states in one month. It's going to be a big month. Also, you know, you have expressed on here that you love to move and you are just further illustrating that. You love it. It's your favorite hobby. <laughs> love to move oh yeah that's my very favorite i just love to pick like pack everything and mm. and and really just like uproot myself it, you haven't really... had a chance to do it in a while so i'm excited uh-huh. to give you a couple opportunities so we're about to say goodbye to palm springs honestly it's 110 degrees every day and just getting hotter so it's not the saddest thing in the world so that's just our exciting news or my exciting news and cam's fine news and uh... <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to go to iowa honestly yeah. well we just wanted you to be the first to know and you are you hear that mom i'm moving to philly <laughs> <laughs> what if <laughs> 
All right. Should we get back into your stupid journal? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're my least supportive friend. <laughs> that can't be true. It's not true at all. You're my most supportive friend. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> okay. Um, where are we? What happened? We are in January of 2015. We have turned the book over. We have started a new. We have. We are in a new year. It's thrilling. January 1st, 2015. Am I still on a fucking ship? St. John's Antigua. Don't remember anything about it. Honestly, it's unfortunate, but so much of the Caribbean blends in my mind, and that's because I just so often went to a beach and called it a day. Okay. Well, um, on this New Year's Day, you had coffee and did invitation to dance notes. You had good mess food for New Year's lunch. Ew. <laughs> uh, so you had a nice cafeteria lunch. Yummy. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You napped and did two mediocre shows. You had fun last night, but you missed New York uh, for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. And you're excited to see Michaela. Is she coming to visit? Uh, yes, I was so excited. I just needed a, a friend from outside the ship. Uh, so you're in St. Martin on January 2nd. Um, you went to the airport beach. Oh, I want to do that. You can. Is it actually fun or is it just so loud? Uh, no, it's fun. I actually don't remember it being that loud. It's very crowded, though, and you just expressed to us how you don't love crowds. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'll get back to it, probably, to my ability to withstand crowds. It's just all this isolation has made me weak. So you went to the airport beach. Uh, you had vegan gelato. Um, you had FOMO because a bunch of people had an ATV day, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Feeling alone as everyone pairs up frowny face just Ugh. like usual oh god get over okay. it slap yourself together <laughs> i think the term is pull yourself together no <laughs> snap out of it pull yourself together or slap yourself together <laughs> <laughs> doesn't I make think, sense at all unless you're talking about like a sandwich or just look at my life and how it's come i think i have indeed slapped myself together <laughs> <laughs> this is all coming off as a little slap together mike could you tighten up ship yeah no i think it's so easy to like bog down it all just becomes it's all just part of being isolated on a ship with the same group of people and like you just spiral into these crazy mind spaces and on the outside it's so easy to be like who the fuck cares enjoy your life bitch hunt p january 3rd you're at sea you woke up with a sore throat uh-oh hope i'm not sick when michaela's here sorry that you're sick um i'm fine oh the journal <laughs> You're at sea on January 4th. Oh, my God. I was coughing last night. I was like, I have coronavirus. I think I just had a tickle. But I was convinced that I had coronavirus last I night. I did, too. And then I was like, well, then after corona, you know, I like to spiral. So it was like, is it corona? No, it's probably something worse because I smoke a lot. Is it cancer? I don't know. Is it irreparable? Do I need, like, is it too late? And then I was like, yeah, go to bed. It's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> is it too late? <laughs> Is this the end? <laughs> uh. Oh, I miss your little street urchin voice. Oh, really? Smoke a lot of weed, by the way, not cigarettes. Is it? Um, do we know anything about that? Like, surely hot smoke in your lungs is bad no matter what it is. Yeah, smoke in your lungs is bad no matter what. That is very clear. It's not always, um, it's not nearly as bad as all the shit that's in cigarettes, but smoke is not good for your lungs, period, the end. That's, that's, that's science. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, because you were like, it's not cigarettes, don't worry, but like, I could still worry. Well, no, I just want to make sure, you said I smoke a lot, so I just want oh. listeners to know that you're not like outside chain smoking cigarettes, because I will not abide that. You know how I feel about smoking. I do, it makes you upset. Sure does. <clears throat> so. <laughs> Anything personal to say there? <laughs> nope, I have nothing personal to add to that. No, sir. Um, So, on January 4th, you're at sea, got sick, full cold, 
feel terrible, but sang two imagines. Oh, yikes. Love that. Hope I don't get sick. <laughs> I probably wrote that like, in, we, last episode we talked about being behind in the journal. I probably was yeah. sick and then was like, hope I don't get sick. Wink, wink. I already know the future. <laughs> You're just foreshadowing in your own journal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh. So you said, feel terrible, but sang two imagines. Odd song choice for farewell. How are you just now realizing that this is going to be weird, <laughs> that you're learning this farewell show? This is the first comment you've made about it. You've been rehearsing it for literal months. Um, I don't know. It's the first time I wrote about it, but who knows when I thought about it. Although I do tend to write exactly what's in my mind. I don't know, man. Actually, this was your first time performing it, so you were probably just like, this is actually pretty fucking weird. As everyone's standing on the bow of the ship. The bow of a ship heading to a new land. In New York, you can be, be a, a new, new man. man. In Philadelphia, <laughs> you can be a new man. Um, hey, you, there are plenty of lyrics in that show that have to actually that actually have to do with Philadelphia. Do they? Uh, you know, just all the lyrics about Philadelphia. What were you saying? Not throwing away my Liberty Bell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Tell me how to say no to the King of Prussia Mall. Um, <laughs> You'll be back. Time will tell. Philadelphia's a cream cheese as well. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think when you actually perform something, it, all moments before this, it was just like notes on a page and me just trying to figure out what the fuck it was. And then I'm, I guess when you're singing it, I'm like, oh, there's a message behind this. And that message is completely inappropriate to what we're doing here. Yeah. Imagine there's no heaven. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so jump off the ship now. <laughs> anyway, um, you finish that day by saying you hope you feel better when Michaela's there. Okay, goodbye. On the 6th of January. Nope. Sorry. Fifth. Fifth. Light rehearsal. Then Michaela signed on, exclamation point. I just want to be clear that that doesn't mean like a, a light rehearsal, like an easy one. It means the lights are still being fucked up, so we're having a rehearsal for the lights. There's a lot to unpack in this entry because first, the, the next, very next thing you said is went to Green Bar and then a home remedy store for a $64 oil oregano pill to get better. $64 seems not like a wise investment. Um, so you went to a witch doctor and said, <laughs> give me some herb pills to make me feel better from this cold. I know people swear by oregano pills, but $64, sir. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted here because honestly it worked. Like sometimes the oregano stuff, well, it has worked for me, but also $64 is unreasonable. Um, I could just go like swallow a bunch of leaves, you know? Yeah. I, I know some people that swear by oregano oil. I've taken it before and uh, felt no different. And so I feel like it's snake oil. But that's just my experience. Snake oil. Um, I don't know. Bet you wish you still had that $64, Mr. Moving Across the Country and Decorating a New Apartment. It's okay. Uncle Sam's paying for this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one's on tr- Um, You waited for six hours, but so relieved she got a room. Six hours? What? Oh, right. Okay, so we certainly didn't get her a room ahead of time. You can sign someone into a room if there's like a technical empty space in that room. If it's a two-person room, there's only one person in there, you can sign them on. But these rooms are tiny, and also I didn't have that option, so I had to have DC sign her on for me. But she's not going to stay in DC's room in her bed. So what happens is once you get signed on, you hope for an empty room, a vacant room, and then you just get upgraded by guest services who were like friends with at this point. It's really not a big deal. But it looks like 
the rare full cruise when she was there. So we literally waited outside guest services for six hours or whatever you just said. Six hours, yes. So we're just like waiting, playing cards, drinking coffee, and hoping she gets a room because if not, she's going to have to cuddle with my dance captain, which is just not the plan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of bet that wouldn't have happened. I bet like DC would have gone in with your roommate or something or your roommate would have. I don't fucking I know. I don't really know what our backup plan was, which is probably half the worry here. So I don't know. She any, flew any... to fucking, I don't know, somewhere in the Caribbean to meet your ship without a. No, no, no. Florida. Still. She flew to Florida without any real knowing where she was going to lay her head on the ship. We knew she'd be able to stay on the ship. We just hadn't figured out logistics. I don't know, man. Obviously, was less concerned with details and logistics in my youth and uh, glad it worked out. Very lucky it did. No kidding. Um, so you waited for six hours. And then it, the last thing here, it says chatted with unexpected boys about jobs. Do you have any idea what that means? Yes. The unexpected boys were a group they were a guest entertainer who came on the ship that same cruise to do some shows and they were all oh. boys my age who sang like me and i was like oh i could be doing this and come on the ship every now and then and not live on the ship that would be a better job so i was just chatting with them about how to how to do that and i eventually did um not their group but i got a gig like that where i got to just go on the ship for like a week at a time but also live in new york city you did yeah i was a guest entertainer in 2016 and that's got its own little journey so we'll figure that out then honestly i had no memory of that i'm sure that we've talked about it at some point but that's new to me cool january 6th uh you spent the day tanning with michaela you had uh breakfast and lunch at windows dinner in the dining room watched unexpected boys at night want to be in that group exclamation point Told we need to do a legendary concert. I'm sick of ships. Oh, <laughs> literally last episode, you were like, I hope I can sign a new contract. I know, I'm a fucking mess. This morning, I gave you 12 contrary opinions just <laughs> from my own mind. <laughs> so again, this is the same person who told us to do that Imagine song, who made us do that ridiculous Christmas show, who was like, also, could you just whip together a concert? I'm like, listen, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of calling this probably straight man lady. Listen, lady. <laughs> you said that to me a lot. Hmm. I do. Well, Lady G. Huh? That's uh, what all the escorts are calling Lindsey Graham in D.C. Really? Yeah. Wait. All the escorts. Have you not heard this? No. Dish. Uh, conservative Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. And likely cum swallower. Yeah, go on. Notorious cum slut Lindsey Graham. <laughs> uh, That's better. <laughs> he... Last week, I think, um, some escorts started uh, talking on social media about how he has hired every gay sex worker in D.C. over the years and how they signed uh, really strong NDAs and they're trying to figure out how to get out of them so they can talk about specifics. But one person, I think under anonymity, I might be wrong about this, but chose to be a whistleblower and say, like, we all know he's gay. He's hired all of us. We just can't really talk about it because of the NDA that we've signed. But then other people started coming out and saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th this happened to me and telling stories. And they refer to him around the Capitol as Lady G. And there is one. Oh, Mike, I'm so excited that I get to be the one that tells you this. On June 24th, 2020, adult film actor Sean Harding tweeted, There's a homophobic Republican senator who is no better than Trump who keeps passing legislation that is damaging to the LGBT and minority communities. Every sex worker I know has been hired by this man, wondering if enough of us spoke out if we could get him out of office. And I cannot do this alone. If you'd be willing to stand with me against LG, please let me know. <laughs> Lindsey Graham is the only senator with initials LG. So they call him 
Lady G, not to be referred, not to be confused with, apparently there's a musician by the same name, but uh, another person tweeted back and said, same, I can name at least 10 of my friends from Rentmen who banged him. Come forward. Lady G is a very open secret here in D.C. There are a number of Republicans that are known by the party, but as long as they vote in direct support and money the right way, it's unnoticed. Have you ever been near a GOP convention and checked the hookup apps? (laughs) So, I mean, nobody's, Lindsey Graham is a like there is no question about it <laughs> gayer than come on a mustache that guy anyway lady g is just one of my very favorite things right now there were signs at the protest last weekend about lady g someone was wearing a lady g shirt it was like it's everywhere okay i'm cracking up already because you used capital letters here and it's this is gonna be a good one so on january 7th you said at c <laughs> Average lead singer saying something whack, then stopped singing the opening of Swing City. <laughs> Capital whack. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, I can picture it. I I don't remember the details here, but obviously I was furious. She's the opening number. <laughs> she just stopped singing. <laughs> the opening number of a huge production show. It is just her in blackness, and then a spotlight comes on. She sings a cappella, and she just stops like mid phrase. I think. I think it was like, "It uh, don't mean a thing if it ain't." You you kind of made it work. <laughs> I think that would have been okay. <laughs> Well, this was made worse by the fact that Michaela watched and it was mortifying to be on stage. It's not you singing, but that is like you're part of a show. And then to have a friend there when someone is castmate is really bad. Just brings the whole thing down. It denigrates the whole experience. It does. To finish that off, you said, I'm still sick and hoarse. Two terrible first shows. Oh, great. Um, Let's see if we can get to something a little bit happier. Um, (laughs) Oh. On January 8th, you're in Orangestad, Aruba. We love it the there. The last time I... Well, we did love it there, but you we threw away that episode last time. <laughs> that was in <laughs> the deleted material... The deleted scenes of MBFJ. Um, but you're back in Aruba. Everyone... He went to Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao, the ABC Islands, uh, like last month of the journal, in case you care. You scuba dived in Aruba? I did. That's where I learned to scuba dive. I took my checkout dives there. It was there last Labor Day, and honestly desperately would like to go back i'm not that interested in scuba diving but that's not that interesting to say so oh Alas. god it is it is so remarkable mike it is so remarkable really? I, I cannot yes it's amazing i mean it's a lot of work to get certified so you can actually do it but it is it's an entire different world I, it's such a fucking cliche thing to say about it but it truly is it is the most peaceful it, it it's it's weirdly peaceful and thrilling at the same time it is it's wonderful um i was gonna say to you that like I've gotten to snorkel some really beautiful places, but to me, that's like like boogie boarding compared to surfing. So that's not like super cool of me to say. Also, pretty direct comparison. That's good. Yeah. I also want to say that obviously what comes to mind is under the sea, under the sea, <laughs> which then leads me to say, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> um, there was a pineapple sitting on the counter the other day and Michaela's sisters, me and kick were all hanging out and smoking and drinking. And I saw the pineapple and I like flipped it upside down and, and like wedged my hand into it and started singing a song that I called pineapple hand. Um, and it basically was pineapple hand, pineapple hand pineapple hand there was a second verse called pineapple head and you can guess what i did with the pineapple then but the point is 
I felt really, I was like, oh, what a fun song. And Michaela's sister started harmonizing. We were having a great time, just the two of us. Nobody else was, as you can imagine. And then I realized the next morning it was just the melody from Under the Sea. <laughs> it took you the whole next day to realize that you just were co-opting a Disney tune? Yeah, because I, I, it was variations of Under the Sea. You know what I mean? It wasn't directly. Uh, sure. Makes sense, though, that the pineapple would make me think of that. It's mm-hmm. like... It's like joyful fruit. Joyful fruit. Were you in the mood for pineapples because of SpongeBob coming out this week? Put the brakes on real quick. A lot to handle. No, the pineapple was just there, so I picked it up because like I use whatever props I have. And two, what did SpongeBob do? Nickelodeon announced that SpongeBob's gay this week. Like he's just gay for the week? <laughs> no, no, that he is. Okay, JK Rowling. I guess he'll choose when he'd like to be gay. In honor of Pride Month, they announced that SpongeBob SquarePants is, in fact, they could, they confirmed <gasps> that SpongeBob SquarePants is a member of the LGBT community. And it's like obviously he like dresses in drag and has a limp wrist. He's like he's <laughs> pretty femme, honestly. Oh, wonderful! No, I I saw some meme, but like SpongeBob is always just doing silly things, and I, I don't generally assign an orientation or gender to him. I guess we do call him him, so I have assigned a gender, but. Um, yeah, I mean sexual orientation for Tyson. That sounded very southern. Um, s- Sexual orientation for a cartoon sponge is a little bit strange, and the conservatives really fucking hated it. They're already losing their minds about what's going on with Black Lives Matter protests. So then to tell them that a show that their kids watch has a gay character, it is the leftist liberal pinko agenda. Lindsey Graham is going to be pissed. I hope he passes some legislation to fix that. I know. I hope that someone can help him work out all of his anger. (laughs) SpongeBob's got a lot of holes, although Lindsey Graham is a bottom, so... (laughs) Oh, no. SpongeBob has a lot of holes. You just stick it wherever you want, honestly. He's very malleable. Yikes. Anyway, congrats, SpongeBob. I love that. That's so fun. Congrats, SpongeBob. SpongeBob the Drag Queen. It's Monet and Bob together. Oh, yeah. That's actually, yeah, Monet and Bob the Drag Queen. If you know, you know. Shut up. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) So. Back to Orangestad Aruba. You say that so well. Orangestad. I actually don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but here we are. Also, can I um, tell you that pronouncing it right? I don't know why this reminds me. Um, in ballet once in college, I had a, a kind of pretentious teacher, and um, I, I was obviously atrocious. So we were just like— Did you do a grand jate? I did a grand jate. <laughs> um, and we were just like go- going over ballet vocab. And obviously I-, I-, I couldn't do anything dance-wise to impress her. But for some reason I said some term, I forgot what it was, but she was like, oh, Michael, say that again. She's like, do you hear the way he pronounces that? Meanwhile, I'm doing the same like French accent I do with meth mouth. Eh, bingo. <laughs> I'm talking like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> you got real New York all of a sudden. I just imagined you with a cigarette. I'm talking like Pepe Le Pew over here. Who am I, Pepe Le Pew? What is this? <laughs> Um, okay, so, Aranjestad Aruba. Aranjestad. Third time's the charm. Palm Beach Resort and Taco Bell with Michaela. Um, I'm done with the journal for the day. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to pee. Come with me. So we are so close to the end, but I could not continue without a pee break. So Cam graciously let me take that. And decided it was time for him to do a pee break as well so what happened was we just peed together on the phone like while talking and we heard each other's streams and it was a moment that's friendship it's just the same as like being at a urinal next to each other i'd chat with you at a urinal if we were 
if we had started a conversation and walked into the bathroom talking, that's no You problem. know what? Generally, I disagree. I will talk with you at a urinal. I've, you are probably the only person I've actually spoken with at a urinal or intentionally spoken with. I think it's like sacrilege. I don't want to speak to anybody while peeing. It's it's weird. Really? I'll talk to anyone at a urinal. What? You're crazy. That is that is psychotic behavior. It's not psychotic behavior. People are chatty at urinals a lot. No. Uh, it, also, I bet you talked to fucking kick. Mm, yeah, me... I don't know. We so rarely pee next to each other. Next time he's peeing, I'll jump in there to see what he says. <laughs> Do you ever pee in the same toilet at the same time? I have never done that. Huh. Have you? Yeah, sure. But I'm married. Oh, you're married to a man with a penis. I am married to a man with a penis. Yes, that I can confirm. That makes <laughs> would make sense why you would do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's easy. Sometimes you, I mean, we used to live in a place that had one bathroom. What are you going to do? Pee in the sink? Absolutely not. I mean, wait the 30 seconds till it's done, but anyway. Yeah, it's a strange thing. It's, there's a debate to be had. I, I don't strike up conversation with strangers, I will say that. But if someone says something, or if like I, there's a friend, or if I recognize the person next to me, sure, I'll say something. Or if I see a beautiful dick, I'll comment on it. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I think this is an Instagram poll. Just a yes or no. Do you speak with others? At the urinal. Yeah, and if you don't, what's your damage? No, if you don't, you're right. <laughs> uh, fine. All right, before we go, did we hear from any listeners this week? We actually did. We heard from a good handful, but I'm going to ignore all them. I'm so sorry. I love all of you, but I want to save this time. <laughs> I want to save the time in the episode for uh, a special message that i received for my birthday from our sweetest friend in new york yeah that was actually supposed to be from all of us and i just realized i never venmoed her for that so i need to figure oh. out what i owe her well i mean from all my dear best friends <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize the point is i got a special message and i really would like to play it hi michael this is chad michaels from rupaul's drag race i hope that you're enjoying your birthday virtual scavenger hunt i just want to wish you a very happy birthday and congratulate you on your amazing podcast. I guess I have to check it out. Samantha let me know that you host a show called My Best Friend's Journal, Two Gays, One Journal, No Filter. Sounds like fun. Maybe I could be on the show sometime. But just wishing you a happy birthday um, from myself and from Samantha. Thanks for watching the show and being a fan. And now for your next virtual clue. That was part of a birthday scavenger hunt that was coordinated between all my best friends. And it was so amazing. And I was I had never been... I have never been so surprised um, at a birthday, and it was so lovely in a in a pretty dark world. So I really appreciated that. God, Chad Michaels, I love her so much. Truly, one of the strongest queens of all time. She's amazing. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, she's you... also never looked better. That was a video, but can we share that on our social? Sure, absolutely. Also, um, Chad, you are welcome to be on our show at any time. If indeed you did start listening, if not, you were just blowing smoke up my ass. But it was my birthday, so it was okay. Yeah, that's what birthdays are for. Um, honestly, what a fun gift! That was a cameo, by the way, in case that was unclear. So fucking fun! I was so impressed. I had never even think about that. It's such a such a good idea. It was just well done. That was all our sweetest friend. She took the the reins on that one. Uh, she was she's a, a very thoughtful human. Um, well, I'm glad it was special. Happy belated birthday. I'm not saying it again until next year. So it's like a solid month ago, so it's fine. <laughs> so Cam, quick, important question that I've never asked you before. If people want mm-hmm. more of a best friend's journal, where can they find us? 
I'm so glad you asked. They can find us at our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. They can find us on social media at MBFJ Podcast. And they can find us on email. What? They can email us at <laughs> mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com if they want. You can wanna. find us on the email. Uh, yeah, find us. <laughs> just, just get on email and search my best friend's journal. Um, and <laughs> that's all that works. As always, if you haven't done so, uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. I know we have a few new listeners who have reached out recently. And subscribe your mom. Whoever's phone you have access to, just go in and hit subscribe. Five do stars. That. It's so easy. Like, that's the things we say. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> really depends on your mom. Read the room. <laughs> all right, Mike, that does it for this week. Until next time, always remember. Lindsey Graham is a notorious cum slut. Period. The end. Also, congrats, SpongeBob. Welcome. Bikini bottom? More like sub bottom. He can just chug loads. He's a sponge. <laughs> You can't be concerned with me like being at 10 and 2 all the way across the country. Now it's actually like 6 and 3, 10 and 2. You can break your face with an airbag. My car doesn't have airbags. We're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs>